We're talking Lane Thomas on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I am so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at Manscaped.com. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek. Take $20 off your first ticket purchase when you use promo code TalkNats at SeatGeek.com. That's promo code T-A-L-K-N-A-T-S for $20 off your first ticket purchase yes that works for commanders wizards capitals comedy music theater or whatever twenty dollars off at seatgeek.com so in this edition of the talk nats podcast we're talking nationals baseball in the offseason i wouldn't have it any other way here on the believe podcast network and we talk about lane thomas and what the future is for him on the Nationals. There's already rumblings out there about potential trade partners with the Mariners. I've heard all kinds of different things. Ultimately, my belief as I record this right now is the Nationals should hold on to Lane Thomas. I know that it is tempting to want to trade to potentially get a big haul for him, but you know, the big thing that people point to is that the outfield is just stacked for the Nationals. There's Dylan Cruz and James Wood and all these prospects that are just kind of spilling over the top, ready to help the Nationals at some point. Underline that word or those two words, some point. We don't know ultimately when Dylan Cruz is going to be ready to help out the Nationals. What we do know, however, is that Lane Thomas really played a huge role on the Nationals this year. I know that the Nationals ultimately didn't get to where they wanted to be, but with Lane Thomas, uh, I think they're that much better. And he was a finalist for the 2023 NL Gold Glove in right field. Lane Thomas collected 16 of his 18 outfield assists uh, this year. So just playing beast mode this year. Uh, but the thing, the knock on him, I guess, is people point to his age that he's 28. And I know that in, you know, regular uh, day-to-day life, that's not that old. But for a professional ball player that is getting a little bit long in the tooth, uh, he had a career high, 156 games, putting up career highs and doubles with 36, homers 28, and stolen bases 20, and finished the year with a 268 315 468 line over 682 plate appearances so uh, a really solid contributor all things considered has a great arm has a great bat there's not a lot to love uh, about Lane Thomas just a huge piece on this team he picked up 16 of his 18 outfield assists in right field, the most by an NF, uh, excuse me, an NL right fielder, and the Nationals outfielder finished the, the year with a .985 field in right field. Uh, this piece was here in uh, SB Nation, so quite an outstanding uh, player that the Nationals have. Again, I think that it was tempting, especially if you take a look at this last season uh, at the trade deadline. There was a lot of rumblings that Lane Thomas was going to get dealt. Uh, As it turns out, I think that Rizzo had the right mindset in place and held on to a veteran player. I mean, uh, let's face it. I know it's important for this team to get younger, but it can't be a team of exclusively young players. You need that veteran presence. Thomas really improved 
proved in a tough right field for us throughout the season, Mike Rizzo told 106.7 The Fan, Sports Junkies in late July. You can see him improving his angles and routes and that type of thing, Rizzo added, and he's going back on the ball much better than he did earlier in his career. And uh, that deal that brought him to the Nationals, as we remember uh, a couple years ago here already, that it was a huge thing. And um, all he's ultimately done is come here and contribute to a team uh, that is in transition. And that's what it is right now. Uh, you can kind of see over the, the horizon and see this team being good. And I would say two to three years. But for right now, uh, you still need those solid players out there. Uh, he really feels like he's an everyday right fielder. And I saw this year every time he stepped on the field, Martinez said. Uh, so just a really great player in the Nationals organization. Again, I think that it's easy to to look at a player and think, you know, well, wow, what kind of return could I get for him? I bet you if we traded him, we could maybe get a starting pitcher or a reliever or whatever uh, position that you feel that is in need. But again, I think the Nationals did the right thing by holding on to him. As, uh, again, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, all right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about uh, his work in the field and how he's ultimately one of the runners up here, Lane Thomas, a finalist for 2023 NL Gold Glove in right field. We'll talk about that straight ahead. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code MINUTECAST for 20% off plus free shipping. And for my Wolfman with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more drawers full of extra add-on, one collecting cobwebs. That's right, your Halloween costumes may take effort, but beard grooming doesn't need to when you can get 20 different beard lengths all with one guard. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T for a look as sweet as can. Andy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. All right, welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. We're talking Nationals baseball in the offseason as we kind of reflect on the season that was and the season that is going to be coming next season. Uh, still in transition, I got to say. I think that, you know, uh, even next year, they're not going to be quite where that, you know, they want to be yet. There's still movement that needs to take place. I'm going to say that uh, the bullpen is still an area of concern. Uh, I would say that even starting pitching is an area of concern. Uh, you take a look at Williams, didn't quite uh, live up to potential. You take a look at Adone, who was kind of a mixed bag. Patrick Corbin, who impressed one moment and didn't the next. Same goes for Josiah Gray. 
flashes of greatness, uh, all-star game. We know all that. Then he faltered and then found his way when he worked on the mechanics a little bit later in the year. Uh, and then just taking a look around the diamond there a little bit as well. You take a look at third base. Who's going to be the third base next year? Um, it, it, it remains to be seen. Is Did Keyboom lock that down? Is it going to be Vargas? When is it going to be Brady House's turn at third? Uh, you, again, you take a look at C.J. Abrams holding it down at shortstop. You take a look at Luis Garcia, who had a demotion, found his way back up, and came back an improved player. Make no mistake about it. So just taking a look around uh, the diamond there and, and seeing who's uh, who, who stood out for this Nationals team. Dom Smith at first. Uh, again, I think that uh, a positive veteran presence on this team. You take a look behind the plate. Kaber Ruiz. You have Adams back there. You know, just an abundance of wealth behind the plate. Uh, a luxury that a lot of other teams don't have. And as we take a look in the outfield, that is the topic of today's episode is Lane Thomas and how he has done nothing but help contribute to this Nationals success. Yes, I understand that they finished in last place, but I'm going to say uh, it's going according to plan. Um, I don't think that anyone had them scripted out as finishing in in the top of the league there. I think that, you know, everyone, even the insiders kind of viewed this team as a team in rebuild mode, and they are in that. But I think that, you know, the pieces are starting to fall into place. You see that they finished with more wins this year than they did the year before, and that's what it's all about you know the next steps uh, that the nationals have to, to are going to take are going to be even that much more difficult but it is a work in progress uh, but taking a look at his work he was recognized for his work on the defensive end of things as listed as a finalist for the 2023 nl gold glove in right field along with mookie betts and fernando tatis jr so Again, it's not just the Nationals that saw who, what kind of player he is. He was recognized around uh, Major League Baseball uh, as a really great uh, outfielder, and that ultimately is going to look that much better on his resume. And uh, as it stands right now, yes, I, I do have him penciled in in the Nationals outfield, uh, as you should as well. Uh, it gets a little bit more murky as we look at the outfield position uh, and who's going to be filling in. Uh, uh, Jake Young, he looked pretty good out there. Uh, you take a look at um, a lot of the players that were plugged and played out there. Uh, Stone Garrett was a pleasant surprise before he got injured. Uh, just a real powerhouse. And, you know, you take a look at it. They got Stone Garrett on the cheap. Uh, so that is uh, one of the things to take a look at is that he came in, helped this team. And I don't think that the Nationals should be so quick to want to part uh, with uh, some of these veteran players until we ultimately know uh, when these prospects are going to be ready to go. Because even when they get the big call up uh, we haven't seen what these big players look like facing major league pitching we know that Dylan Cruz is huge we know that James Wood Brady House etc those players on paper are going to kill it once they make it here but uh, as I record this right now they are an unproven commodity we don't know how they're going to fare against major league pitching. You know, I think that it's going to be like anything else it's going to take some time for them to acclimate to the big league game but I think that it's going to be a matter of time, but that is ultimately why you need to hold on to the veterans on this team. We have seen the integration of youth on this team. Uh, take a look at C.J. Abrams. There was a huge hole when Trey Turner got dealt. C.J. Abrams has really taken that position and made it his own. There is no one challenging C.J. Abrams for the shortstop position. Same thing goes for Kbert Ruiz. Um, just made that position his own. And, you know, uh, the trades for 
uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer and Juan Soto, Josh Bell, again, at the time were hard, but I think that the Nationals are in a lot better position right now uh, than they were before that. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this off-season edition of the Talk Nats podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, and we'll talk to you again next time.